Welcome back to Maximum News. I am your host, Max Danger Derrett. Come oh. on, son. <laughs> you said you were gonna ask. Welcome back to Maximum News. I am your host, Max Danger Derrett. Come oh. on, son. <laughs> you said you were gonna ask me, so I'm like, I'm waiting for him to ask me because I think he's got some like interesting way of asking. Oh, me sorry. To, no, okay. I, no. <laughs> I'm like I'm like this is quite the this is quite the thing he's building up to here. He's <clears throat> sorry, I thought you were gonna take the cue. Oh, I'm literally, sorry. Literally, you said literally I'm going to ask you, and I'm like, all right, I wait for the ask. Oh, that was nothing goes over my head. I'm too fast. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. <clears throat> I'm gonna die standing next to the biggest dumbasses in the galaxy. Oh, that was so good. Thank you. That was the greatest thing ever. Definitely uh, yeah. do an outtake with that. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm Max, and this is Cybe. How are you, Cybsidian from the Triple S League? Yes, we're we're all good. We're in the best possible mood. Now I got to talk about stuff that's gonna. Well, actually, no. We're, we are going to talk about Activision Blizzard right off the bat, but we actually got a little bit of good news. So it's not whenever you think about that company, especially in the last two weeks, everybody just sinks into a little pit of a depression. But we actually got some good stuff that happened in this past week. So it seems like the public backlash is working and we got some tangible results this past week. First of all, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack is no longer the president of Blizzard. He's uh, announced his, uh, his decision to step down. And the reason he cited for stepping down is, quote, to pursue new opportunities. And I hope that one of the opportunities he is pursuing is a course in how to offer a sincere and constructive apology. Seriously, good effing riddance to this guy. Ever since, you know, he offered that half-assed apology back at BlizzCon in 2019 regarding, um... Um, Blitzchung getting ousted from the Hearthstone tournament simply for, you know, expressing his love of democracy because we know all, all know how bad that is. Uh, I wanted this guy to uh, get a firm kick in the nether regions, let's say. That's I can't I mean, swear he's to. been he's been a bad apple for so long yeah. as far as like doing his job. You know, he has no understanding of what people actually want you know everybody was screaming for vanilla for so long and he just shows up and he goes yeah yeah you think you do but you don't and then <clears throat> the, the most insulting thing about that is he doesn't even understand the concept like the proper concept of what what has been hurting his game for so long mm. and that is a a lack of community it's been hurting a lot of games for a very long time when when blizzard first introduced wow and when the first early versions of of these mmos came about it was about community you form a community you go and do things as a community and you work through it and you progress and you learn to like work through things. You get upset, you get frustrated, but then you come back and then that that elation of once you have it and it's done, when you beat it, when you when you pull a bunch of like, you know, motley crew type people together and you actually produce something great, that is some that is something that's more than just entertaining. That is legendary. You think of all the motley crews that were thrown together at the last minute to go stop some big force or something like that. And really, that is the one of the some of the most heartfelt stories ever. Yeah. Right. It, it, it in some cases surpasses like individual glory. And that is where things are so cool. And that as a species is what we were, you know, we used to do. We used to, you know, go out in a pack, hunt down some very dangerous animal and then 
you know, we win and we feed the village for a week, you know, and everybody's happy about that. Everybody's excited. And, and it's, it's amazing. That's what humanity was for like, well, I mean, how untold tens of thousands of years, mm -hmm. right? Like, like hundreds of thousands, possibly you know, more, depending on how you want to structure like, you know, human society as far as records and whatnot goes. Yeah. It's a long time that this has been ingrained into our our DNA. And that was something that really brought people together, really made people excited. It was one of the, the premier things that happened in especially Wrath. And then they introduced the LFG system, where you don't need a guild anymore. You just click a few buttons, you apply to a few groups, you get accepted, they make a bad pull, you ditch, you call everybody a loser, and then you go back to your miserable little corner and you sit on your little stump and go, hmm, if only they were better. And it's like, that was the thing that has, in my opinion, has done the most damage to World of Warcraft and, and every other multiplayer game out there that employs the same system hmm. and that doesn't encourage you to find people and group up. I really hope to God there's a bunch of MMOs, especially New World, do not introduce an LFG system. Make people group up into communities and then encourage those communities to have like fine success. And the more success they find, the better the rewards for them as a group. And so you're always encouraged to stay with the same people. Right. And, and he just... had no ability to understand that this was a core issue. Absolutely none. Doesn't even think about it. <laughs> just... It seems so obvious because just to promote the, the longevity of your game, people will go and create their own guilds, their own tribes within a game like World of Warcraft. No problem. You don't have to worry about getting a looking for group system. And once those guilds are created, especially in World of Warcraft, people will keep coming back over and over again as long as you keep supplying the content and giving them better loot to look after. And just being able to go on those quests over and over again with the same people same reliable people which you used to be able to do to a great degree in world of warcraft that is what made it popular for so long but with the introduction of that system with the introduction of pay to progress systems as you can clearly see especially when i watched that video by uh what's his name mad season uh, about a week ago mm -hmm. it's it's heart-wrenching yeah it's the worlds are barren and like, I thought through the years about going back to World of Warcraft again, because I haven't played it in about 10 years. And I just had the fondest memories playing that game with my friends and just developing these lifelong friendships with people. But now to know that that's what the state of the game is right now. At, at, the, at the beginning of, of BFA for Battle of Azeroth, which was the previous expansion, not the current expansion that was out, I was, was tempted with this glimmer of seeing that there was something good. It was coming back and it was it was going to be so much better. And, 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 and you know, BFA had hadn't even launched yet we saw the cinematic for the the burning of the tree and and everybody's like oh wow this is gonna be i mean they started with that they're gonna they're gonna be some some really like there's gonna be hell to pay and there's gonna be some really epic storyline here written by some people who are really good and know a lot about story writing no no that's not what happened there that is not what happened at all mm -hmm. this is some of the worst story writing i have ever seen and this includes the vast majority of the very cringy role play that I saw happen in um, <laughs> in Goldshire. So, yeah, the, the, this is the worst. I can't emphasize this enough. This is the worst, dumbest, most pathetic excuse for a narrative I have ever seen. You know, Pyromancer got really upset and he went on a tear and he's like, you know, a certain writer at, at Blizzard couldn't write a good story if he outlined it for him. Oh, Pyromancer yeah. is pretty good with with writing. <clears throat> and I have to agree. I have to agree. It's not only is it pathetic, pointless, a blatant ripoff of Avengers, 
like here, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this I'm gonna throw this very quick scenario at you, Max. Okay. Um, there's a big guy. He's like bluish, purpley in color, right? Mm-hmm. And he's after the five things of power that if he gets them, then he will be able to remake the universe. What storyline am I talking about here? <laughs> uh, it sounds like Thanos. Yeah, sounds exactly like Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the new story in Blizzard's uh, uh, World of Warcraft. That's that's the new story. That that's it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? They really li- good, right? That's really what they did. Like, but, I understand. Hold on, hold up, wait. There's more. more. So, so more. So you've got this. This there's this evil chick, right? That she works for this big blue guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now she's do- she doesn't have normal skin tone color. Color, you know, she's not part of the regular skin tone color. She's something like different, completely different. So you think like oranges and greens and blues and and that kind of thing, right? So she's got this, you know, and she is a slave to this guy, right? But she doesn't know how bad he is. She thinks he's going to be the savior of the universe. But then, you know, she gets, uh, you know, in the past, she was this really superhero. And then she kind of got like, you know, knocked down a peg. And then she got back up again. And, and then she got knocked down a peg again. Then she got up again. And, and you know, things are going really great. Now she's Now she's decided that, you know, she's going to fight against this guy because, you know, screw him and, and probably is going to die at some point, but then mysteriously be resurrected later on. Does that one sound familiar? Except <clears throat> for the G. <clears throat> Gamora? Oh, G- Gamora? Oh, no, actually, I'm talking about the uh, Sylvanas. Yeah, no, not Gamora. <laughs> Same storyline, different character. Yeah, again, these guys are copying old Marvel stories because apparently they wrote this like five or six years ago. And they've been like, hey, guys, this is going to be the greatest story ever. And it's it's so sexist, too. It's so sexist because every major female character, including the goddess Elune, turns out that they're just really incapable of understanding situations and basic common knowledge things. But that's okay because they're women. That's the, the vitriolic sexist garbage that's coming out of these guys' mouth mouths i don't know how many of them are responsible for these stories but it's disgusting because these are the same people who get up on a on a pillar and say hey guys uh you know what that whole democracy thing in uh hong kong no yeah can't talk about that Mm -mm. no no it's not okay man that's not okay now please support us as we move into uh you know this special month with these special colors on all of our stuff except for the ones in you know saudi arabia and the middle east and a couple other countries Yeah, same people, same uh, uh, um, hypocrisy at its absolute finest. Yeah, you're all about minorities' rights, but, you know, when it comes to the treatment of anybody that is in Chinese within China, you know. I mean, the whole whole situation is garbage because this this Jason Schreier guy, who I've talked about how much I I have an absolute, you know, unending respect pool for him that's about the size of an ant's um, (laughs) rear side. Um, he sits on a lot of this info for years so that it can build up so that he can then report on it as a story. Yeah. Right. Build up so his, he, uh... he could have blown the whistle ages ago, talked about a whole bunch of this stuff, but no, no, he sat on it so that it would become a bigger story. That's like, oh, wow, look at that abuse that's going on over there. That's really terrible. But you know what? You know what? If we wait like a few years and this gets really bad, we could have a full-blown like murder over there. And we could just then, then we could call the cops and there'll be this big thing. And then we'll get to interview with the, the big press people that come and put a TV camera in front of us and ask us how we how we knew it was the bad guy. And it's like, well, for the last 10 years, we've been watching the, the situation get worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and every day this person came to us and said, please help me. You know, I'm getting beaten every day here. And I just sat back and said, you know what? No, 
no, we're just going to sit on this until it gets really bad. That's essentially what he's done. Yeah. So Jason Trier, you're a hypocrite too. Yeah, it's all about how big can we make the story so that when we actually do report on it, we, we're the heroes of journalism. We care about people. It's not about, you know, our bottom line and bolstering our egos. Yeah, guys, Jason Trier, even though he has a lot of inside access and breaks a lot of these scoops, he is not your friend. Okay, just keep that in mind. Despite all that, all this you know bad news, which we've talked about today and on the last couple of episodes, this is a positive step in the right direction. Now, granted, he'll probably end up getting a job uh, Jay Allen Brack at another company, which sucks, but at least the leadership which permitted Blizzard's culture of harassment is starting to be dismantled. There's still a lot more work that mm. needs to be done. Now, on the same day that Brack stepped down, I think this was on Tuesday, uh, a coalition <laughs> of Activision Blizzard employees sent a joint letter to their CEO, Bobby $200 million Kotick, criticizing his decision to hire lawyers from a firm called WilmerHale. Saib, you want to tell everybody what this law firm is famous for? Well, aside from being very well connected to the CIA, <clears throat> story there, right. which we won't get into, turns out that their most, like, their best thing that they do is smash apart unions. Yeah. Yeah. This didn't go unnoticed by pretty much everybody. It's like, oh, they called it, oh, look, they called it a third party law firm that uh, is going to come and investigate, make sure everything's hunky dory. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Didn't a bunch of the senior Blizzard staff used to work at this law firm? And isn't this law firm, you know, known for breaking up unions and preventing unions from forming? In fact, aren't they the primary law firm that's involved in the Amazon versus their employees situation going on here? And wait a second, don't they have several connections to the CIA? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Yep, same law firm. <sighs> yep, yeah, it's just we pay a lot of our employees minimum wage, not enough for them to be able to get by. We, especially uh, not in California. Yeah, especially not in California. We uh, treat all, primarily the female staff, you know, we harass them sexually and to a certain extent the males there. And when this comes out, our first aim is to not take these allegations seriously and to do re, uh, re-management from the top down. No, it's to make sure above anything else that this private company is able to prevent these employees from starting up a union. Go F yourself. Yeah. Seriously. <sighs> Anyways, um, so th- that's what I mean, guys, when it's like this is going to be ongoing for a long time. Just because we got this one small victory with the whole J. Allen Brack thing, there's still a whole lot more work to be done. Do not stop talking about this. Do not stop sharing information about this. Hound them until stuff is properly done. Finally... We will get off of this in a second, guys. Just bear with us. Today, it seems like the advertisers might be pulling out of the Overwatch League. Why did I say that? Oh, they they are in droves already. Okay. Well, based on this article that I read, uh, Mm -hmm. there's seven main sponsors for the Overwatch League, and two of them are, quote unquote, reevaluating their limited marketing relationship (laughs) with the Overwatch League. One of them is Coca-Cola. And the other is State Farm. You want to know what's really funny about the Coca-Cola one? <laughs> what? <clears throat> A certain Bobby Kotick is on the board at Coca-Cola. <laughs> okay, so that's why they're saying they're reevaluating because they're not actually going to stop. You know, they're just going to make it seem like stuff has changed over the next month or so. Oh, and oh they, 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 might, they might pull their support completely. Oh. And they may also have a new opening on their board of directors. Because ah. not everybody is. And so if, if I were a certain um, <clears throat> piece of garbage who owns and 
operates one of the big biggest companies in video gaming i'd be sweating pretty badly right now i mean you only survived the last like you know vote of confidence in that company by four percent and now everything is kind of closing in around you and coca-cola really not happy with your performance and a bunch of other stuff uh, going on so uh, yeah yeah very interesting <laughs> He's going to parachute. He's going to parachute into that other job and the shape of his parachute is going to be the shape of one of those old style uh, Coca-Cola bottle caps. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, it that does seem like a pretty likely situation. Just wait until they do their next vote. I I'd be surprised if it weren't below 30%. But yeah, that's pretty much all the updates that we got for this right now. We'll see if the uh, you know, they actually pull their ad uh, revenue beyond Coca-Cola and State Farm, but for the future events, whether the other five sponsors will do so. I don't think I'm missing anything, Cybe. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up in regards to A and B before we move on? Um, there's there's other stuff that's happening, and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, a lot of info coming out very quickly. They are doing a lot of hiring of new positions, so they aren't replacing like these aren't these positions that have been posted aren't positions that are replacing certain people these are new positions going up so one thing that's been noted for sure is that whatever choices that these new, two new people who are in charge are yep. making and the fact that one of these uh, one of the guys that have returned to blizzard recently was one of the one of the founders i believe his name is alan i want to say probably getting that wrong but <clears throat> he's been put in charge of new ip and coming up with new stories and new new stuff like that. And there's a lot of what appears to be new movement going on. If this is the case, then I mean, I think we're I think we're in for there is room for Blizzard to remake themselves, right? Okay. And so we're kind of hoping that happens because that would be the best thing in the scenario is that they they're reforged into something better hey, and, hey. and far more improved. I see what you did there. Yeah, it's, again, do I think it's going to work? I don't know. It depends on a lot of things. Right now, right now, I think the best thing everybody can do is, is pull their support and stop paying for stuff from Blizzard. Yeah. If, if as many people did that as possible, then, and on all of their stuff, and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see that from the COD crowd, but if we can get as, pull as much support from them from as many places as possible, this will create real pressure top down to reform or lose their investments. And the, the people who have investments will look at the leadership and say, okay, you know what? You're all gone, including you, Mr. Bobby. So if that happens and then they say, all right, what made us great to begin with? And let's look back at, at the people that were instrumental in that. And let's have a conversation with some of them, because there's a lot of early, early developers who left early on from Blizzard who are now like key people in other scenarios and other positions and in, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And they are working on some good stuff and, 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 or like get some of these, like, like, I think one of the smartest things they could do, one of the absolute smartest things they could do is hire Pyromancer, Preach, <laughs> Asmongold, um, Annie Fuchsia, uh, Bellular, yeah, sure, Aklon, a couple others. <laughs> They're never going to hire like, Asmongold. <laughs> as, well, no, 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 not as like, you know, lead, lead devs or anything, but as consultants. Sure. And you run stuff through them. And I've been wanting this to happen for literally a decade, more than a decade now, is they need to have like people who are in the community who like play a particular role or play a particular class. Those people need to be brought in as like, you know, not necessarily full-time employees, but they need to be brought in as like the lead voice of that class, right? Hmm. Of that spec of that class. And then they need to 
voice their concerns and have a debate with the developers about improving their class because these are the people who understand both the game and the viewers especially like especially somebody like Adam mm-hmm. he knows exactly what the viewers want and he is very very good at giving it to them and people like preach they've been in this industry you know they've been doing this for for years and he, preach especially he, he knows exactly what the community wants and again you you would think that these people would listen, but they don't listen. So the only way they are going to listen is like what you said before, is if their bottom line is affected. And now is the best time for us to make strides in that regard, just to get yeah. people to stop uh, paying money. A lot of stuff is still up in the air. The best case scenario for the company would be like, as you said, if they were to go in a direction where they not only just get rid of their management, but structure it in a way where they can go back to focusing on building community, building great games and all that good stuff. Now, let's move on to this article that you mentioned to me earlier today, Saib, about game developers and how their skills are being used in the this emerging market. Can you sort of elaborate on what you read today? Yeah, so it's, a, it's an interesting article, and this has been something that I've noticed and I've been hearing a lot from a lot of devs for the last like year now, is that a lot of them are getting good job offers at other places doing other things, but, you know, kind of working in that, you know, that interactability technology sector essentially right yeah it's the ability to take what they're doing in video games and take it to a different company to to build other systems we know from a a couple of studies and a couple of of companies that if you gamify your work your production skyrockets like if you literally gamify your work you know moving things around doing data entry if you can make it literally fun people will work way harder way better and way and they will be happier people oh yeah and so a lot of companies are starting to kind of like key into this and they're starting to key into this in good ways of like saying how can we do this so that that's only a small fraction of what's going on here but that is that is an example right i'm I'm not going to go through all of the different reasons and, and why you would hire somebody from a you know who's a gaming developer why you'd hire them and bring them into your company say you're like you're bringing them into like coke or nestle or something like that it's mm-hmm. like you know why exactly are these people reacting this way to to this or there's tons of examples but that's just one so basically what this means is there's a lot of developers who are suddenly getting very good offers to move into other sectors this is putting pressure on gaming in general but this pressure is also good because it's forcing uh, a lot of these companies to start to look outside the normal box of what they hire for as well and looking at trying to bring more people in and with the introduction of a lot of these new tools and stuff like that it's even easier to become a a developer than ever before so really this is something that is it's a big change as far as the general uh vibe of being a game developer and and getting and getting into these companies and, and working on these games it's really changing a lot of things so this is really interesting if you're interested in in getting into gaming now is a better time than any to you know look into more of these options of trying to get into this kind of stuff and if you're a developer who's been working for years and you're not respected and you're not being paid what you should it's a great time to look into other companies and move over to those so i think this is nothing but good it's an interesting article about how you know the changing face of like technology one of the things that they mentioned especially was that that a lot of these companies there's a lot of companies that are like why are we hiring locally anyways like mm. the pool is small it's hard to find the right people most of the time they're not even good at what they do like let's go somewhere else to hire so there's companies that are now hiring people on the other side of the globe 
to do stuff and to especially something that's you know the this fine of like of an industry they're finding these people and saying hey um you don't even have to move <laughs> you just start working on the stuff that we give you you know from home and you're gonna get twice the paycheck for that that's an that is a very good offer for from a lot of people this whole transiting to work thing has been ridiculous for for ages anyways i, I don't understand why we do it still it's like <laughs> let me drive in some cases I'll, I'll use an example from blizzard there were four devs that were in a two-room apartment because they were get that's how much they were getting paid by blizzard and they would have to get on the bus and ride the bus for two hours to get to the to get to the offices to work like that's terrible yeah, that is absolutely terrible it's unnecessary you're burning, you're burning four hours a day sitting on a bus wow and you're often going in really early in the morning and very late at night which isn't the safest times to be getting on a bus so it's yeah that's kind of that's kind of brutal yeah and it's... now these people are getting offers to do better things in more places and that's good because that'll force a lot of these gaming companies to start to pay more because we know that a lot of them make i mean look at blizzard blizzard makes uh, they make almost five billion dollars a year sorry mm -hmm. sorry no i i undercut that significantly they make almost 10 billion dollars a year at some point you got to say hey buddies what's one of your lowest sources of pay and it's like any employee that's under like you know a sea level right so it's like yeah all of those people how much are you paying them? Well, we're paying them pennies. It's really the experience that they're here for. I'm using air quotes if you can't see. <laughs> and it's like, oh my, that's disgusting. That's terrible. Yeah, maybe you should pay them more. Now, that doesn't always work. A famous politician recently went a little crazy and whispered, pay them more, pay them more. And he's he's like partially right, but in, in the particular industry that he was talking about, not always possible. So, you know, but just generally paying your employees more is actually a good thing. Like, yeah. it really is. I, I, I don't know why why it's so hard for people to understand this. But, yeah, you, you when you're getting paid peanuts and you barely feel that your, your time is being respected, you're not going to work nearly as hard as when you're when somebody actually comes to you and actually says, hey, we believe you're worth like twice as much as you're currently getting paid. And we want to bring you into a team that loves and respects you. Mm. It's like that in and of itself. Remember that talk we just had about community? That is what makes things better. Yeah. People used to go to Blizzard. That was mm -hmm. sort of the dream job for a lot of game developers to go there and work for them and get paid a decent salary to work on some of the greatest games ever made, particularly World of Warcraft, which it, generally speaking is still one of the greatest games ever made, even though it's certainly devolved uh, since its yeah, glory not right days. now, but yeah, it was. Yeah. And to go from that prestigious status to where they are right now, where the people that are working there are being paid pennies, as you said, that's obviously going to decrease uh, output because people get there thinking that it's going to be one of the greatest things that they're going to do in their entire life, if not the greatest. And then they're treated like crap. And so naturally they think, OK, well, I'm stuck in this dead end job. I'm not really confident that this experience is really going to get me anywhere, but at least they're paying me. Well, what's that going to do? It's going to depress them and not make them want to work as hard, especially with the way that the, the monetization schemes and the way that they're trying to construct their games, especially with something like Diablo Immortal, which is coming out of mobile, is going to hamper their creativity. Right. So, yeah, it's it's definitely with an increasingly digitized world and people going online and especially with COVID this last year and everybody working from home. It's definitely a better thing to do. And I, I totally commend uh, companies that are going out of their way to seek out the best talent and not really do it based off of whether or not they can commute to and from the office. I will say that there's one thing that has me a little bit worried. 
As we've seen uh, in the last few years, uh, crunch culture is something that takes place at a lot of, specifically the AAA game developers, things like Rockstar and Naughty Dog and stuff like that. And you know, some executives in the gaming industry have said that it's unsustainable, and I, and I think they're right. I just fear that what's going to happen is people will just, who are working in the games industry with these types of games are just going to get fed up. And then these other tech companies are going to pick up these game developers, put them into their jobs and the games industry, particularly those AAA releases, will suffer as a whole. That's just one thing that I'm worried about. But I wonder if it means healthier employees and a healthier gaming market long term, maybe it's better that this sort of thing should happen in the short term. You know what I mean, Seb? Yeah. No, I mean, we hope that this is... I think this is one of the many things that is going to increase the appreciation for, for these workers. But stuff like this has to happen first right yeah and it's encouraging see like i said we were going to have a uh, better news uh, that on, on this episode and that's a good example now let's move on to uh, i think probably the second last or maybe the last story uh of this episode also good news side you like south park right oh yeah no i i think south park's one of the greatest shows there is yeah so many seasons and unlike the yeah. simpsons even though you know the simpsons is my all-time favorite tv show i will say post season 16 it's kind of really gone down the hill but yeah. south park it has a relatively consistent level of quality uh where that's different though is in terms of the games there have been nine south park games and in my opinion, only two of them are really good. And I, from what I understand, the mobile games are okay, but you know, we have our own problems with mobile. But obviously, the two that I'm talking about are the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> those games were great. They were surprisingly deep, and the writing in those games was as great as some of the best episodes in the TV show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, given how great those two games were, I'm delighted to tell all of you that it's looking like we're going to get another one. Uh, oh, Corey... we're we're not just getting a new video game. Which oh are. yeah, yeah, we I... are getting we are getting a couple of movies, a yeah. couple of new series. Because if if you if you've been paying attention, which uh, you may or may not have, South Park hasn't had new seasons for a while. They've mm-hmm. just been putting out that special episode that's about like an hour and a half longish, but it's like. They've just done two of those in the last two years where we're waiting for stuff. But yeah, they they netted $900 million for new South Park content, yeah. which includes movies, series, and uh, video games, a, a 3D video game. Yeah. So, and, and best of all, we're going to be getting it apparently for the next six years. Yeah. And that makes me very happy because... Matt and Trey, the creators of South Park, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they've had the past year and a half or so to not really do too much in regards to South Park. So they've been probably saving up on a whole bunch of really good ideas. Mm -hmm. And I hope they'll be able to put that into the TV show, into apparently the standalone movies that they're also doing for the Paramount Plus streaming service and the game. But here's the thing. You said that it's going to be a 3D game. I don't know what to make of this. See, I hope Trey and Matt have a good idea for this 3D South Park game, because the last two times they did 3D South Park games, they were garbaggio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, South, I, yeah. I, I think in in the past, they never really had a hand in making those games. True. The only hand that they, the only game that they actually had a significant hand in was the um, the Stick of Truth. And then the Fractured But Whole whole yes with whole, the w yes without w because it's not you know it's not a butt you know thing <laughs> it's fractured but they are whole now <laughs> yes you know so um 
and again, I mean, I think they're, they're certainly, they're certainly crass. They're certainly, um, they're not right on everything, but they're right on enough and they have enough cojones to go after anybody. Oh yeah. And I, I respect that because I think, um, when you are a jester, you, your job is to attack everybody in humor, not in actual violence, but in humor to make people laugh at themselves. Because the minute that you you can't laugh at yourself and you think you're too good or too important to be to be mocked and ridiculed, the minute that that happens, you are definitely if you are a person in power, you are definitely a, a tyrant. Like you may not be full tyrant yet, but you've definitely stepped into the boundaries of I'm a tyrant. I'm here to save humanity and make sure everybody does exactly as I say because mm. I am perfect. That's what you're saying when you don't allow anybody to mock you. Mm. If you make mistakes, which we all do, you deserve to be mocked. Now, there's going overboard, obviously, but there's also like, you know, the responsible mocking of like, hey, man, you really messed up. I'm going to make fun of you now. That's actually a good thing. It really is. It's a good thing to have some mockery. So that puts you down a couple of pegs and you go, okay, all right. I shouldn't be a piece of shit. So, yeah. yeah. It gets people to self-reflect. And, yeah, self-reflection is good. Yeah. And, yeah, like as you said, they do it to everybody on either side of the political spectrum. They won't hold mm -hmm. back against anyone. They've even gone so far as to insult people who uh, were Islamic terrorists uh, to such an extent that uh, they actually had their lives threatened by some radical organizations religious organizations i think i think they will be executed immediately if they step into iran or north korea so well, yeah they, they kind of did north korea though in team america world police yep but yeah oh yeah and they're still wanted there for like if you bring them their heads you you get you'll get lavish uh, praise by the by the uh, glorious leader over there yes yeah. who uh, i shouldn't mention that but then, then again, there are multiple countries where that, that stuff, you know, it's, you're, you're not allowed to make fun of that stuff. And it's always like, it's a very telling when it's like, oh, you know who else hates these guys because they made fun of them? Um, yeah, a bunch of people who kill civilians and uh, who call themselves, you know, rulers for life and who routinely have some of the worst human rights atrocities well documented. When you find yourself in a room and those are your compatriots, you have a serious problem. Yes. People in power who kill members of their own family are not good people, in case it needs to be said. Uh, shout out to Yon Mi Park, who's, uh, you know, making the rounds as a, an escapee from the North Korean regime. She's so, amazing. She, oh, Absolutely amazing person. She, she should be on the front cover of magazines everywhere and be yeah. a, a role model for young girls for the next 50 years. She's absolutely there's amazing. A, there's a lot of people who are standing up right now in Cuba who who also deserve oh yeah you know a pe many 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 statues and pedestals that made after them and most of them aren't going to live to see next year that's really sad you know we i i've mentioned before on our main channel moon uh is from uh has family in hong kong and right now uh because we're so very outspoken about this we can never go back there we can never go there yeah. we are not like if we go there we will be disappeared and sent to a a big camp somewhere uh because we we have spoken out about uh, out against the government so yeah these these are very serious issues i worked with a game designer uh game dev on a, on a project that i can't talk about i can't talk about the dev 
and I can't talk about the project because it was made in a country where making that type of video game was illegal and the punishment for it is death, is beheading. Yeah. And so, yes, these are very serious issues that affect game developers just as much as they affect the, the people that are trapped in these situations. And like I said, when you're on their side, the side of the tyrants, going, don't you dare make fun of me, South Park, how dare you 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 monsters you yeah you're in the same boat as those people so just just so you know yep it's true guys don't ever take your freedom for granted listen to people who have escaped from these regimes to find out just how great we have it here thank god for people like trey stone and matt parker they're absolute american treasures creative geniuses and i hope that they continue to mock people uh, for the next 20 years at least yeah always um, respect a jester Always yes. respect a jester. Exactly. You don't have to like them. You don't have to laugh at them. You don't have to find their stuff funny. But you, you should respect them because they're doing what most other people don't. Well, most other people can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly. And that, yes, certainly. All right. Well, we I, I think just with those three topics, we, we've generated a lot of great discussion and a lot of stuff for people to talk about. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this episode of the Maximum News Show. Listen, we are going to be experimenting next week with this thing where we try to get across more news stories in a shorter span of time because, you know, we do cover a lot when it comes to the topics that we do discuss, but the topics themselves are few in number and we'd like to try and get more. So we would really appreciate your guys' help if you could recommend some stuff that you'd like us to cover put your ideas down in the comment section below maybe with links that would help us out too uh, and uh let us know if you would be interested in hanging out with us in a private i say private but it'd be like a privately streamed show too this is something else that that uh, we've been i've been kind of thrown around uh, if you guys are interested in that kind of like a special after time hours thing where we hang out either in a discord or something uh for for members that would also be something that's kind of cool so let us know what your thoughts are on that positive and negative we'd like to get some feedback before we commit to anything in particular so yeah heck yeah i'd love to do stuff like that i make sure you guys hit the like button that helps out not only this show but the platform that enables us to do the show the disability channel i want to thank Cybe as always for doing these shows with me and for all the wonderful insight that he provides Cybe, before we conclude do you want to just tell people where they can find you online Find us at the Triple S League. We're uh, we're really getting into. We're going to be getting into Baldur's Gate and New World quite a bit. Also, uh, Humankind, the video game. It's like a 4X type thing, and um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so, sorry, Civ like thing. Big Civ, think Civ. <laughs> so, what's it called? Humankind. Yeah, Humankind. Yeah. Instead okay. of playing as you know Benjamin Franklin or you know Napoleon for the fifteen thousandth time. You play as you, which is so cool. I was <laughs> legitimately the thing that sold me on this game almost immediately. Is like, wait, I get to make my own character and that character gets to take over the world? <laughs> oh my, really? Because I mean, I've taken over the world as Cleopatra. Like I can't even count the number of times. Yeah. But I want to play as me. And that's what this game is offering over above its competition, which is Civilization. So really excited to give that a go. The only thing that Saib loves more than conquering the world is Cleopatra, is nuking the world is Gandhi. And you guys can find me on all the relevant social media websites, just at Max Derrett. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. I do a whole bunch of game analysis. Recently put out a video on Final Fantasy IX, which